The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister, and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder we're in the midst of a series titled Christian Healing, and we've now made it to Lesson 8 on Faith. My request is that everyone who actually gets this, uh, follows along with this series, gets the book Christian Healing by Charles Fillmore. You can purchase the book. You can download it onto your uh, tablet or mobile phone. I'm sure you can find free links and PDF versions online if you Google it. One way or another, you can get this book. This book is one of the easiest books to get in the world. So make sure you get it. We're studying the fundamentals of spiritual healing, of Christian healing. And Fillmore now is getting into some heavier content because in the in the earlier chapters, he pretty much deals with, okay, our concept of God, our concept of ourselves, how we work with the mind as far as thought is concerned. In the last several chapters, he's been um, in really breaking down deeper metaphysical uh, Bible interpretations. Um, you know, this disciple represents this; these locations represent that, etc. But he's teaching it in the context of how it relates to healing, because when we really understand the innate power within us, we can utilize, activate 
that power to help us make demonstrations, whether that's healing or peace, love, joy, prosperity or whatever. So today he's talking about faith and he starts it off by quoting a scripture from uh, the book of Hebrews or the epistle of Hebrews on page 85. He writes or he quotes now faith is the assurance of things hoped for a conviction of things not seen, which is Hebrews 11 one. And then Hebrews 11, three, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that which is seen has not been made out of things which appear. So right off the bat, he's giving you a biblical framework of where he's going. And then he gives an example of all of the different ways faith showed up with the patriarchs in the Bible. I'm not going to read that. You can read that on your own. But then he goes into a great thought in my opinion, because he, what he does is he starts to separate your or our innate spiritual gifts from our religious beliefs. He states on page 85, the idea that faith is something that has to do only with one's religious experience is incorrect. That by itself is important. Why? Because people in the in the 21st century and late 20th century started to refer to faith as your set of religious beliefs, not as a spiritual power. No one would uh, say in these biblical days, what is your faith? They were actually maybe your, your tribe, your religion or your whatever. But faith had to do with the activity of your mind, not not the set of beliefs and rituals and what you accept or don't accept theologically and philosophically and all of that. So for instance, if you're in, in a, in an environment where there's a lot of different people, somebody might ask you, what is your faith? You might say new thought, Catholic, Buddhist, uh, Muslim. You might say Jewish. You might say Hinduism or whatever. The, so so the religious the religion becomes your faith and that's not what faith is religion isn't your faith he clears this up by saying faith is a faculty of mind that by itself we need to stop and just deal with that faith is a faculty of the mind All right. So it's something that everyone is born with. You do not have to go to anyone, any religious leader or organization to get faith. It is something that you are born with. It might have to be developed, but you're born with it. So faith is a faculty of mind that finds its most perfect expression in the spiritual nature. So in other words, it's a spiritual, it's a gift. It's a spiritual gift that functions most powerfully when we are aware of it spiritually. In other words, I like to say it this way, that the spiritual ideas, these faculties, as Charles Fillmore teaches in the 12 powers concept, function at the three levels of a human being's uh, being. Uh, as we say, man is a threefold being, spirit, soul, body, as as a divine idea in spirit. In spirit, these faith is a divine idea. In soul, it's a faculty of mind. 
in body, it has expression in in our physical body, according to Charles Fillmore's concept of the twelve powers through the pineal gland. So when we understand how it works, then we can work it. Again, Reverend Coleman would say it works if you work it. Now, back to the book. It says People who have, bottom of page 85, people who have faith in themselves achieve far more than those who do not believe in their own ability. I love that. People who have faith in themselves achieve far more than those who do not believe in their own ability. See, I'm a big believer in what uh, Neville, Neville Goddard wrote in Your Faith is Your Fortune many years ago. He wrote, man's faith and God is measured by his confidence in himself. Again, man's faith in God is measured by his confidence in himself. And you really let that land. How can I say that I believe that I am one with the creator, that I am the self-expression of the creator, that I am the image and likeness of the creator and not believe in myself. So I can believe in the bigness and awesomeness of God and still have no demonstrations that are consistent with what I say is true about God because I don't see how that necessarily relates to me. I have to have faith in my own ability to succeed. I have to have faith in my own ability to prosper. I have to have faith in my own ability to heal. I have to have faith in my own ability to create peace out of chaos. I have to have faith in my own ability to know that I deserve to have harmonious and loving relationships all around me. I have to have faith to see a preferred future when the appearances are saying something different. But if I don't have that faith, then I'm not believing in what's possible for me. We have to be clear about that. So, back to the book. The book states that, excuse me, on page 86, in spirit, faith is related to the omnipresent substance or assurance. Jesus used the same illustration when he referred to Peter, a type of faith, as a rock upon which he could found his church. Here is proof that faith is closely allied to the enduring, firm, unyielding forms of earth substance. But free faith has power to do and power to bring about results in affairs of those who cultivate it. So he wrote a lot of stuff. One of them is faith is related to omnipresent substance, which basically is saying that which you have faith in, that which you utilize your faith for affects what you bring into expression from the unlimited, unexpressed possibilities of God. Remember, uh, substance is no thing, so it can become anything and everything needed 
in our individual experiences. To be able to be anything in my experience and to be anything in your experience and in other uh, uh, 7 billion people on the planet, then that means that it has to be no thing. It has to be the the idea of perfect form. It has to be the mind essence. It has to be the raw spiritual material out of which we form and shape our lives. So faith is an aspect or faculty of mind that helps shape and create that because faith is our ability to see spiritually what is not necessarily showing up yet humanly. Faith doesn't just judge by facts. Faith doesn't just judge by precedent. Faith doesn't just deal with the past. Faith is a now experience that is seeing a preferred future. Faith is a now experience that sees a preferred future. Let that land. So as you go back and work with it in faith, faith grabs a hold of it. Just like you have physical faculties or senses to help you navigate the three-dimensional world, we also have spiritual and mental faculties to help us navigate and work in the spiritual and mental aspects of ourselves. This is why we need it. All right. Now, moving on. Page 87, he states, faith can be extended in consciousness in every direction. That's key. Faith can be extended in consciousness in every direction. It will accomplish wonderful things if quickened and allow free expression in its native realm. In other words, when you don't, when you allow it to function in the realm of spirit, then you can go back to page 86 when it says, free faith has power to do and power to bring about results in the affairs of those who cultivate it. So as we allow faith to work in alignment with a consciousness that understands the truth about God and the truth about ourselves, what that does is it allows faith to do things beyond what we might think at a lower level of consciousness was humanly possible. But it's something that happens within the soul, and I can't give it a, a name or word or whatever. The closest word might be understanding or enlightenment. But it's sort of like the switch comes on and the light bulb, like on the old cartoons, the light bulb comes on. And then, you know, you know that God is and all of a sudden the mind gets steadfast, that strength in the perceived good, which is faith. I can't explain it, but you do the work, you do the prayer work. You do the meditation work, you do the study work, you put it into practice, and it's over again, over again, and over again, over again. All of a sudden, the aha moment happens, and you get it. Now, how long will that take? 
as long as it needs to take to break through the limited beliefs and retrain the mind how to think in alignment with faith instead of in alignment with the appearances of the world. We have to be very mindful of that. Very mindful. So it's really important that we cultivate this gift called faith. In the 12 power system that Charles Fillmore promotes, he believes in doing these meditations where you, you go through the body and you, based upon the locations that um, he says God or spirit revealed to him, call forth that faculty by putting the attention in that area of the body, like, for instance, faith and pineal gland, and calling it forth like the Christ of God calls forth faith or et cetera, et cetera. What it does is it allows you to cultivate, nourish, enhance, activate that power at a greater level within us. That's one way to do it. Another way to do it is to affirm the truth about God and faith. Over and over again, read, uh, you know, biblical stories and testimonies and books about how do you cultivate and nurture faith. Read autobiographies about people who've had great faith demonstrations. What you're doing is you're shifting and creating a new way of thinking. And to do that, that means that the old paradigm has to be shattered so you can create a new one. The old paradigm based upon fear and judgment and criticism and mistakes and what other people did or didn't do and all of that stuff. But you can cultivate this gift and when it is cultivated and working, it will do more for you than anything you can ever imagine. Jesus talked about faith all the time. All the time, because he knew how powerful faith is. Go back and just read some of the, the stories and the healing testimonies. All of his healing testimonies were all based upon faith. He would ask people, do you believe? Do you have faith? Why is that important? Because faith activates the power. And your belief activates your faith. It's important to note that. Before we go on our first break, I want to um, remind you that this show, along with all the shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So as you have freely received, please freely give. Go to www.unity.fm and click on the donate button. You might be listening to the show later via podcast or, or iTunes or Stitcher. And help support this ministry as it seeks to spread the good news, that's what the gospel is, the good news, that God in you is your overcoming power, that you're one with all humanity, and and God's goodness is available for you right now, not when you die by and by, but right here and right now. Make sure you support this ministry. Go to www.unity.fm, click on the donate button, and help support it. I also want to remind you that this show has a Facebook page. Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you're on Facebook, like the page, uh, share what I post on it with other people, make comments, send me inbox messages. It works. 
with that, we're going to take our first break and we will be right back with Truth Transforms. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. Available, you pray the free prayer app from Silent Unity. For more than a century, people from all over the world and all walks of life have turned to Silent Unity. With you pray, our confidential prayer support is easy and convenient to access. With you pray, you can send your prayer directly to Silent Unity. You pray also includes affirmations you can share with family and friends, plus audio meditations for your prayer time. For more about the free you pray app and links to download. Visit silentunity.org slash app. That's silentunity.org slash app. Every moment we live can be holy, and all we need to do to experience that state is to make the decision to do so. Everything we do can be a prayer, and by using our innate creativity with intention, in every aspect of our lives, that can indeed be true. Author Carla Kincannon wrote, Creativity is so much more than art making. It is a tool for navigating through everyday experiences to find the sacred in each God-given moment. Discover Creative Spirit, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time, and experience the joy of connecting to spirit through creative expression. for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. We're again studying the book Christian Healing by Charles Fillmore, and we're reading it chapter by chapter. I want to remind you yet again that uh, this is a powerful book that really teaches the fundamentals of metaphysics because he deals with things in a very uh, fundamental way. Uh, he explains each point bit by bit and he, he, he dissects the information, gives you nuggets. You can study a sentence or two out of each chapter and make that a whole show, something you can study for days. All right. So he goes ahead and quotes Jesus on page 87. He says, when Jesus said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. He referred to faith working a spiritual substance. Such results are possible only to faith that cooperates with creative law. 
I want to stop right there. So when Jesus starts talking about mountain moving faith and we all have different mountains in our lives, you know, we have to be mindful that Jesus is using metaphorical language because we view things, you know, we'll say things like mountain high and valley low. That's a, you know, uh, an American metaphor. Now, we all have dealt with mountains before, metaphorically. We've all had those big issues, those serious issues that cause us sometimes some mental concern, sometimes fear. But Jesus is saying, when you have faith, you can move those mountains out of your life. And it doesn't ha- and you don't have to be a grandmaster of faith to do it. But you do have to be able to be fully committed to the process, even if it's a grain of mustard seed. But a mustard seed planted in the ground surrenders itself as a mustard seed so it can become a mustard plant. And a mustard seed is subversive. It takes over underneath in the ground in the soil and chokes out the other plants because it grows like a weed. Therefore, we have to allow our small realization of truth to integrate into the other aspects of mind so we can create a firm foundation that's willing to work with creative law. If I don't believe that it's possible for an experience to be different, I won't even try. That's the power of faith or lack of faith. Lack of faith, not in the sense that you don't have it, but lack of faith in the sense that it's not being utilized. If I don't believe that something can be changed, transformed, if I don't believe the script can be flipped, then I'm not even going to try. And I know that that says a lot, but look back at your own life and the lives of others that you know. And when a person really didn't believe that it was possible, many times they didn't try, or if they or if they went into a situation with a lot of doubt, a lot of uncertainty, or a lot of fear, the very moment they meet any level of so-called adversity or pressure or stress, they stop or we stop. But that's not how faith works. Faith pushes through to the breakthrough. That's what we have to see. Faith pushes through to the breakthrough. It goes on to say in the book that when faith is centered in outer things, the results are not worthy of mention. Men have named them luck, accident, chance, and the like. Such charms seem to work for a little while, then suddenly change. So it is evident that they are not under any enduring law. So those things, so he's basically saying these games of chance or the belief in luck or any, I would say anything that has, that we believe has power to influence us that's outside of our own consciousness is a trap door. Oh, it might seem to work for a little while, but then it doesn't. My lucky suit, my lucky tie, my lucky shoes, my lucky ring, my lucky bracelet, my lucky rabbit's foot, my whatever. 
when it's all said and done, you know, it has nothing to do with what's going on in your mind. What's going on in your mind? What's going on in your mind? Uh, the the you know I'm I'm about to get in in it, but I'm gonna say it. You going to the, to to somebody who's supposed to be able to uh, dictate what's happening in your experience, whether it's the the tarot card reader or somebody says wear these crystals around your wrist or, or around your neck or or or, or anything of uh, outer that says do this and this will affect your consciousness is only playing with your subconscious mind. So depending on your level of belief in it, your belief in it will be many times your level of expression. But this inanimate object has nothing to do with how you think. And be mindful of that. There's no, see, we get caught up in thinking that it's the outer things. But spiritual things must be spiritually discerned, as the Apostle Paul wrote almost 2,000 years ago. We need to be mindful of that. Spiritual things must be spiritually discerned. And I work in faith, not appearances. I don't need to have faith if I'm only going to base my judgments on what has already happened. Something to think about. Am I making all my decisions based upon the facts that I know? Now, I'm not saying ignore facts. What I am saying is don't think that the facts have power over you. They change. Facts are appearances. They change. And we can face facts with truth. All right, back to the book. He talks about um, faith in the intellectual experience, which I'm not going to get into because I want to deal more with, the again, the metaphysics of it. All right. He writes on page 88, faith has always played a very large part in the experience of religious people because they have giving it free scope, expecting great things through it from the Lord. So in other words, the expectation is a form of prayer and the expectation is a form of faith. They expect great things to happen. You know, uh, as Reverend Coleman used to teach a series at Christ Universal Temple titled, How Big Is Your God? Matter of fact, um, one of her staff ministers, uh, the Reverend Allison Harold wrote a booklet under the same title. How big is your God? And I can still remember how she would say it. How big and how she would emphasize how big is your God? And she would say, I got a big God. Now, I used to love that. She's like, I got a big God. See, if you got a big God, you can do big things. And she would say, you don't need a, you don't need a big God for the little things you're talking about, don't you? You say you can go. You can go to the grocery store and get what you're talking about getting. But when you're up to big things, you need a big God. Now, now God is still God, but your concept of God is how you relate and need God. Now, again, we're not talking about God outside of you. Yes, God is outside of you, above you, behind you, before you, beneath you. But God is also within you as your true nature, because God is omnipresence. But the concept of 
your concept of God matters. I got a big God. I got a big God. Just practice that thought alone. I got a big God that is doing big things in my life. That's a great affirmation. I got a big God. I, I know that we could say, well, the, the grammar, I have a big God that does great things in my life, however you want to say it. But I like, I got a big God. Because that's how Reverend Coleman used to say it. I got a big God. And she would say, what about you? I got a big God. I got a God that's big enough to heal my body if something's not in pr- proper alignment. I got a big God enough to prosper me when life is saying I have more month, month than money. I got a big God that can open doors to me that other people are trying to close. I got a big God that creates opportunities where it was seemingly no opportunities. I got a big God. But it takes faith to have a big God. It takes faith. Are you willing to literally have faith in a big God? Something to think about. Because when you realize that you have a big God, when you realize how powerful God is in you, through you, as you, then you can work it a little life a lot different. You know, I just want to read this. This is from, uh, this is a a really out of print book. If you find this book somewhere, you're, you're pretty good. It's called the, An Anthology of Writings by Allison D. Harrell or Harrell. I always say Harrell, but it's, I believe it's Harrell. Anyway, in, in it, it has all of his writings that he published. And he writes on page 42, or he wrote on page 42, is your God big enough to solve your many problems, to heal your body of all infirmities, to supply all your needs, to fulfill your every desire? The answer to this question depends upon your concept of God and must come from deep within from a higher power within your consciousness. This inner awareness properly directed can reveal to you the indescribable bigness of God. Can you can help you overcome fears and give you the courage to stand tall, no matter what happens can enable you to make your own world what it should be to believe as thousands do that God has too many important things to do to bother with small everyday human affairs is to limit God in consciousness. God is as big as your mental and emotional capacity will permit, as big as your awareness of healing, love, and sustaining power, as big as your awareness of his vast handiwork. I love that. It's all, so in other words, it's all dependent on, it all depends on how I see things. It all depends on how I see things. And the only way I can do that is turning within 
and discovering the power of God in my own experience. Think about that. Think about that. It goes on to say uh, in the book, if you feel that your God does not work in mysterious ways, the trouble is not with God, but with you. Mm. Perhaps your heart has been so filled with fear, anxiety, hate, unforgiveness, selfishness, or some other negative emotion that you haven't been able to see through them to the ineffable grandeur of a big God of love. If, if your God is limited by time, space, matter, or other factors, then he is limited as to what he can do for you. Science concludes that if God is limited in manifestation, it must follow that he is also limited in potentiality and power, which we know is not true. So I'm not going to read the rest of this. Um, Again, if you're blessed enough to have this book, great. Um, You know, you know, I'll pray one day that uh, we in the UFBL reproduce that book It's it's a masterpiece. But anyway, so what he's trying to get across and what Fillmore was getting across over 100 years ago when he wrote Christian Healing is this. You have to have faith in the power. You have to have faith in the power. All the thing that Reverend Allison D. Harrell wrote to add to that is one of the ways you get to that comprehension of that understanding is by challenging your mind, by asking yourself, how big is your God? So I'm going to give you uh, uh, not a challenge, but an opportunity. Write down 10 things you really want to do. You really want to do. Just 10. Then ask yourself after you write them down. Do I really believe this is possible? And then why? Do I really believe this is possible? And then why? I also want you to write down the uh, timeline of when you will accomplish it. I'm not saying you're going to do it. I'm not saying go do anything. But when you write it down, write down, do you really believe this is possible and why? And a timeline. So between now and two years from now, now and next week or whatever it is, when you when you start playing with these concepts, you, it'll start to reveal itself to you what's going on in your own consciousness. Because when you start asking the why question, those thoughts will come up and you can challenge them. And then the last step would be uh, the affirmation or the under- comprehension or the understanding of how big your God is. Do I have a God that's big enough to accomplish this in my life? And am I willing to allow my actions, my behavior to match up with what I say I desire? Something to think about. Something to think about. So make sure you do that exercise. Whenever you get an opportunity, if you listen to this show today live or if you're listening to this show years from now, make sure you take the time to do that. 
Make sure you take the time to do that. It does matter. It does matter. Um, we're coming up on our last break, so I do want to remind you, if anybody wants to call into the show, you can call in at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. Uh, we'll be uh, back after a short commercial with Truth Transforms. Hello, listeners. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity online radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity online radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit www.unity.fm and click on Mobile Listening. If I were brave, I'd walk the razor's edge Where fools and dreamers dare to tread And never lose faith How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests We'll share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if we're all meant to do what we secretly dream? What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. 
with enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. truly understand the laws of the universe and live a life based on these profound and unwavering truths, then your dream life starts today. No more waiting. No more wandering. If you're ready to let go of the striving and move into the allowing, you're ready for everyday attraction on Unity Online Radio. We study the teaching of Abraham given to us by beautiful Esther Hicks so we can release confusion for clarity, exchange struggle for serenity, and have the time of our lives today. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. All right, welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm going to page 90 in the book Christian Healing. Uh, it states, faith is ever active and it should be made the truth of the truth substance of every idea. We should have faith in our own power, capacity, and ability. If we are to have this faith, our thoughts must be centered in the great universal mind. Mind. Success lies in God. What I want to concentrate on is this. Again, we should have faith in our own power, capacity, and ability. This is, this is being drilled over and over again because it's so important. We have to have faith in our own ability. But how do we do that? We do that by centering the faith, centering our thoughts on God. What is true about God? He says success lies in God. Emmett Fox called this the golden keys. He would say, whatever you were thinking about something else, flip it and start thinking about the truth about God. Sometimes you can't remember what's right about you in any given situation or circumstance until your mind gets conditioned to do that. In the meantime, you can say God is love, God is peace, God is joy, God is power, God is almighty or whatever. Because what that does is it shifts your thinking away from the appearances and on the truth about who you are in God. Then you develop the awareness that what you state about God is also true about yourself because you're the image and likeness of God. All right. Next paragraph states, faith in the real faith in the reality, power, and willingness of the mental and spiritual forces is absolutely essential to success in demonstrating the higher law. So the high, there's only one law, but when he starts talking about the higher law, he starts talking about the mind action. In other words, a, a full, real comprehension of what it means to work in alignment with divine law. So from Fillmore's standpoint, if you read some of his other writings, when he starts making statements like this, he's actually talking about producing what the world would call the miraculous. That, the, as he stated, that the miracle is just the outworking of a higher unknown law. 
That's his definition, not mine. He's basically saying when we really start to understand how our spirituality works, we'll be able to demonstrate the things that the spiritual sages, prophets, and leaders throughout the years have been able to demonstrate. And I would say the people of today are still demonstrating. People are still getting healed. People are still getting breakthroughs. People are still uh, creating opportunities that people don't understand. The question comes into play is this. Are you willing to consistently be one of those people when you create miracles in your own life? It gets the attention of others. When people see you winning, it gets the the attention of others because they don't want to know what are you doing? Why are you winning so much? Why is your life working in alignment so well? Does that mean you don't have problems, challenges, or growth opportunities? What that does mean is no matter what the situation, the circumstance, you know that you're equal to the task. And the moment you apply your consciousness to the situation, it transforms. It takes faith to do that. You know, I can remember, like it was yesterday, Reverend Coleman telling us, you don't have to uh, defend me or Christ Universal Temple because, again, this ministry was very controversial. She, she was teaching New Thought, and New Thought being the large, uh, New Thought Church being the largest church in Chicago. That by itself is amazing. But anyway, she would say, just tell people to drive by 11901 South Ashton Avenue and let them see what God has done. You don't have to defend anything they can see the demonstration and you don't have to defend your belief when you people can see what you have demonstrated and are demonstrating because believe me when i tell you success success matters to the human appearance because folks want to see what works why waste your time working with that which won't give you maximum results. It's like anything. There are many ways to do things. I mean, if, if you know, the NBA finals are going on right now, and I'm sure that there would be a lot of people out there that could score points if they uh, shot underhanded and tried to shoot three-pointers po- three like a little kid throwing the ball up from his knees up into the air. Yeah, uh, you can get a certain amount of basketballs to go in that way. That being said, is it the most efficient way to do it? Is it the most efficient? See, that's the key. There are many ways to do a thing, but then there are efficient ways to do things. And when you study excellence, when you study success, you start to discover that there's a thing called efficiency. You know, you know, um, yeah, I was about to go into one of my basketball analogies, but I only have four and a half minutes left, so it would that would take at least three of the minutes to do that, so I'm not going to do it. Anyway, back to the book. On page 92, top of page 93, Fillmore wrote, we are constantly making conditions through our thoughts. Do you really believe that? We are constantly making conditions through our thoughts. I am constantly making conditions through my thoughts. 
I am constantly making conditions through my thoughts. I am constantly making conditions through my thoughts. Can I accept that? Because when you accept that, that means you can change your life. Because that means if I change my thinking, I can change the conditions. If the conditions are byproducts of my thoughts, then when I change my thoughts, I can change the conditions. Let that land. I am constantly making conditions through my thoughts. Therefore, if I can change my thoughts, I can change my conditions. Now, some people change thoughts easier than others, but normally it takes serious, focused, and dedicated effort to shift the consciousness. You have to get intense with it. You have to literally create new neural pathways in the brain just so you just gonna go get on the old neural highway that you've always been doing you really literally have to put in the work studying the how long sometimes every day for months just to shift one concept but when it shifts it shifts permanently listening to cds uh, you know, I can remember driving in the car when I first started uh, attending CUT. And every day coming to and fro from work, no cell phones at that day. It was car phones, but I didn't have one. And I would just listen to church tapes or other tapes I bought at the church uh, of speakers over and over again. I did this for years with Les Browns and the Rocco Ericos and the Dennis Kimbrough, people outside of the church, people inside the church like Reverend Coleman and Reverend Joe Hill and Reverend Winston Johnson and Reverend Helen Carey and Reverend Evelyn Boyd, et cetera, et cetera. You know, listening to uh, Rocco Erico Bible tapes for years. Tony Robbins for years. Over and over again, 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 because I wasn't going to let it go until he blessed me, cassettes or CDs or whatever, over and over again, no matter what, Reverend Ike, over and over again, over and over again. Why? Because the consciousness has to be conditioned, because the freer your consciousness, the quicker faith can work. You have to get serious and Dedicated to your own breakthroughs. That's how it comes through. So on pages 94 and 95, they have affirmations of faith, faith affirmations that you can use. There's 17 of them. Take three, read them and start working with them this week until next week when we cover imagination. Make sure you read the chapter ahead of time. So you can be up to speed in what we're doing. It does work. This material works. I have testimonies. I know many people who also have testimonies of the miracle working power that is innate within us that this teaching helps activate. So God bless you all. And I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. 
Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Consider these inspirational thoughts from the Quest for Prayer from Unity House Books. Holding a special, loving thought for other people benefits us as much as it benefits them. In fact, in some ways, even more so. Consider, for example, what happens when you wash your car with a hose. What gets clean first? The inside of the hose, of course because the water must rush through the hose before it can clean the car. So it is when we hold loving thoughts for someone. As those loving thoughts rush through us, they bless us first. It is a win-win situation. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. If I were brave, I'd walk where fools and dreamers dare to tread and never lose faith. How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if we're all meant to do what we secretly dream? Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. 
Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.